shout out to all you Corey heads and kittens out there in the audience. It's another episode of Side Talks. I'm Corey Morg Bits Craft. And who are you sitting across the table from me having a great time? I'm the person that's here trying to retain and gather listeners and not drive them away. Uh, my name is Rachel Morgan, and I'm... Not driving listeners away. The army of kittens and Corey heads are as strong and plentiful as ever. There are literally dozens of us out there. You should and, get your um, own um, Corey head kittens crypto. I should. Just, I just should. go ahead and launch Some it. NFTs. If you're so convinced, let's see you jump in there. I'm going to crypto. be extraordinarily wealthy soon and you'll Some feel foolish ding dong coins. for not <laughs> tapping into the market of our vast listenership. Oh my gosh. Let's sooner. get into talking about movies. That's right. We talk about movies on this podcast. Sun Talks. Here we go. Let's talk about movies. That was so much energy right there. <laughs> What's this shit? All right. Lay it on me. Okay, I just watched it, as you know, because you had to leave the room. That's right. And I think when I, the first clip I watched, I'm pretty sure it was a different clip than what I just clicked on, but I was trying to hurry. Okay. But I do think they might be kind of connected. Okay. So I'm going to kind of describe to you what I'm seeing. It's The first thing I'm seeing is a shot of a young woman in a classroom with little kids. Hmm. But very quickly, then it cuts to a man played by a famous person sitting behind a desk, but he's kind of bedraggled looking. He's like, I'm like, we're in a big boss kind of office here, but he doesn't look like he's a big boss kind of, you know, he's not in a suit and tie. In other words, he's looking a little scraggly. He's got like a um, oversized plaid shirt on, but he's sitting behind the desk okay. of a boss. This is a famous man. He's a famous man. And uh, and then a, a woman comes in who, I don't know, I, my, my sort of interpretation of it was this is his assistant or maybe somebody he works with. I don't know. But she walks behind him. It's like, how are you doing? I think she calls him sir, which is what kind of made me yeah, think she's an yeah. underling. And so she's they're looking at a screen together and it's she's like, how old would he have been there? And they're like reminiscing on somebody who clearly has RIP'd. Sure. And then the, that scene, then I got here, I pulled up and that, that scene, he, he, the, the, the famous man walks behind, you know, from behind the desk and starts looking out the window. Well, the next clip I pulled up is a shot of him looking out the window, but uh-huh. it's not that same scene. So okay. I'm thinking this might come right after that. Okay. Right? And he's looking out and as he's looking out, he's looking out into New York City and the camera pans back from the window and this, we just had this anniversary. What? Whoa. Is this the, remember me? You got it. Yeah. You got it. This, the, you got it. I can't believe it. The, nice the twist ending of Remember Me is one of the most abhorrent fucking things I've ever seen. And you just described it. Spoiler alert for Remember Me, which is a really stupid, dopey, I mean, romantic drama. Starring Robert Pattinson. Starring Robert the famous Pattinson. Band I'm talking about. And um, uh, the lady who played Claire on Lost, I think. Um so it's taking place in a non-determined period of time, oh my and that's God, very important. Me. They meet, they fall in love. Robert Pattinson has a strained relationship with his dad, played by Pierce Brosnan. So at the end of the movie, for I don't remember how we get there, but he goes to his dad's office to reconnect. Me. We cut to 
a school classroom, and on the chalkboard is written the date, September 11th, 2001. And we pull out of the window to reveal that Robert Pattinson's father's office is in the World Trade Center, and Robert Pattinson dies at the wow. end of the movie in the 9-11 terrorist attacks. Oh, my God. I had no idea. So Holy shit. fucking I, crazy. I will give him this. Uh-huh. As the camera was panning back and it was clearly the Twin Towers, I was like, don't do it. Don't do it. And they, I'll give them this. They didn't do it. The plane did not hit the building. And we just, we fade to black. But I thought this is going to be next level if that plane charges into this. No, they, they're at least, they at least have the taste <laughs> to not of, depict that. A little bit that. of taste there. I can't believe you got it. So you've seen this. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> Brad, <laughs> are, you, Brad are you shocked? I was shocked, yes. Oh, what a delight. I mean, a terrible movie. All right, but good job. What a delight. You win, question mark? I lost in the grand sense lose. of the, the term. We all lose. And now, a look at what we're watching this week. What we're watching? Let me tell you what I've been watching. Please. Well, I kind of already, you kinda already I did last episode. This. Yeah, last episode. I went to see Christine in the movie theater. Okay. I've told you before that my partner, Lara, she is, um, she's not a big fan of horror film. She, you know, she's not, film isn't her number one, sure, at least sure, at sure. this time. She's getting there. She's getting there. And so she said, she, her request was, can we go at 4 p.m.? That's the, that's the earliest screening they have. Yeah. I will come out. The sun will still be out. I'll feel a little better about things. So I'm like, oh, this is not going to be scary. This is not going to be scary. It's Christine. It's not going to be scary. What, my gauge of what's not scary is clearly not. <laughs> It's clearly not worldwide. I don't think it's very scary either, but but it is a horror movie by genre. Whatever. So we get there, we come in, and we had had, we've been burned before with a Fathom event at the same theater where we went in to see this Betty White, you know, like, let's remember Betty White thing. And they played the same loop of of, um, leader sort of like promos for 45 minutes before the film started. And what we've learned since then, what I've learned since then is that as we do, we've signed up with Fathom Events and we know that for 45 minutes between films, we have to play those. Yeah. And we're contractually obligated to play them. Mm-hmm. So clearly what had happened is they didn't start them early enough and we all had to watch the same looping thing for 45 minutes. Well, so I'm worried. I'm worried. I get there. I order my Beyond Burger. I you know get all our food ready to go. It's all paid up. We're, it's delivered to our seat. We're sitting there and... Showtime comes, four o'clock is there, four ten is there, four fifteen. Oh my god! Four twenty. Then the door. I hear the door creak open, and I hear a, a voice that goes, "Oh, everyone!" And I look down, and there's the manager. Uh, we're not going to be able to play the film. Oh. Oh my god! So no, they're not going to be able to play the film. So then. She's like, if you'll just follow me up to the front. And I said, I am just two bites into a Beyond Burger. I guess if it's okay with you, I'll sit here in this empty theater and eat this Beyond Burger (laughs) manager person. And I'll meet you at the window in a little bit. That'll be fine. And she really, it was fine because then she left for her shift. So then I had to deal with dude who was like, I just started working here. There's no communication. I got to hear all kinds of AMC bitching Yeah, from the guy who'd only been there for a month and a half. And then... We still hadn't had enough punishment, so we went to the 7 p.m. screening at the Patton Creek Theater because they canceled the 7 p.m. at the Festavia AMC. Oh, my Lord. So you see what I'm dealing with here. Yep. But I'm happy I went all the same. If you don't want to experience shit like that, 
kind of a sidewalk sentiment for things. That's real. I can't really be mad at you because we didn't screen Christine. It wasn't one that we had time or space for. I don't regret it because there were literally four other people in the room. I don't think we would have sold a ton of tickets. Probably a smart move on our part. But we could have done a better job with this. But here's what I will say. Mm-hmm. And I won't take much longer than this because I spent all my time talking about the shitty situation I had with the AMC Theater where I think turnover is about every two weeks. Yeah. Yep. But Christine 1983 is way more beautiful than I ever remember it. Maybe because I don't know that I saw this in theaters. I think I rented and threw this on on VHS. Well, you know? you're losing that beautiful widescreen photography there that Carpenter yep. is so fond of and that he really, really makes shine in this movie. I mean, the colors are gorgeous. Yeah. The lighting is gorgeous. I really loved looking at this thing. See, Carpenter, I mean... Obviously, we've we've talked about old John on this podcast a lot. He's made several of our favorite movies. Um, a master creator of images in a way that most horror filmmakers find they don't need to be. I mean, he shows off. He puts everything into all of these it's movies. so good. It's so sinister. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, some of the stuff with movie. Keith Gordon is just pitch perfect. Mm-hmm. It's the driving stuff and the lights on the road. It's just, so, and, the, and the cherry red of the car. It's just so, it's so amazing. Some of the shots are so cool. Yeah. Like some of the ones where he's, ch- where the car is chasing people down. I also love that it's really, really ambiguous whether or not it is Arnie that's driving or whether it's Christine the car and who's really at fault here. There's some, there's a little bit of kind of questioning of that at, at certain times. The subtext is insane in this thing. Probably a lot of stuff I didn't pick up a, yeah. on as a kid. I mean, it's got a, it's got a whole thread about queerness. Yes, Literally it does. like, like the, our, our, Arnie's best friend gets jacked up and can no longer play football anymore because he's his head is so turned while playing a game at watching Arnie make out with this girl that mm-hmm. he also fancied, but that's not what it's really about in that moment. No, what and it's a you know it's about a, a horny teenager and how that all gets exhibited. I mean, it's so incredibly, incredibly good yep. with subtext. I, I love agree. this thing. It's a gr- it's a really good movie. Yeah, really, really good. And Keith Gordon, you know, it's funny we talked earlier in the earlier podcast, which you should go listen to if this interests you, but about all the other people who might have been cast in the role of Keith Gordon, but Keith Gordon is so amazing and so perfect in this. And he is so, he's got a sweet look, but it's a sinister sweet look. I really love the play on that. I also love how the transition between, it's a very, you know, kind of comical, like where you get like, kiss me, and she takes the glasses off and she's hot, you know? Uh And that's that's a, there's a similar kind of moment in this, but it's done so well because it's just like he's a dork. He gets the car. He's not a dork anymore. Yeah. And everybody just kind of goes, yeah, of course. You know, he's it's it's just it's, again about capitalism and materialism and how much we value masculinity. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And he even he, even the wardrobe evolves, and there's even a nod to James Dean's red jacket from yep. Rebel Without a Cause. Yep, yep, yep. Just uh, such a great film. Anyway, I'll shut up now. If you haven't seen this, there is a. I did look. There's a 4K Blu-ray out Hell there. Hell yeah, there is. That's probably a good way because it's done with Fathom now. So that's probably a really good way to take a look at it. Um, gorgeous film. If you've never seen it before, um, I highly recommend revisiting. If you have seen it before but you haven't in a while, I felt like I was seeing a new film. Yeah. I, I should watch this again. Uh, I should get that 4K is what I should do. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, what have you been watching? I've been watching a lot of stuff. I don't want to talk about all of it, or, or at least I won't in any depth. Um, I watched a movie called Ordet from director Carl Theodore Dreyer, the director of The Passion of Joan of Arc. Uh, Ordet is incredible. Um, 
one of the most spiritually affecting movies I think I've ever seen. Um, just, just don't even read into it. Just if you're in the mood for some solemn, um, theologically complicated Danish cinema, just throw that bad boy on. And who's not? And who's not? Uh, likewise, I saw Ingmar Bergman's Winter Light for the first time. Now, he's Swedish, but we're talking about a similar region of the world. Um, again, kind of... Um, an exploration of what it means to hold faith and what happens when your faith is is shaken and and how one man, you know, this priest um, who is uh, miserable after the death of his wife just sort of takes out his misery on the handful of people who still think he has anything worth uh, listening to. So it's uh, also another really cheery uh, movie, Upbeat. but the the movie I want to talk about is not at all uh, akin to those. It's a, another Stephen King adaptation, in oh, fact, cool. called Thinner, <laughs> which Whoa. is fucking awful. <laughs> Whoa! What year is this from? From nineteen ninety six. It's technically I've seen a clip. I've seen a clip based on the novel by King's. Um, alter ego pseudonym Richard Bachman. Right. Uh, but, of course, one that I read in high school when I really went on my King binge. I read this in high school, too. Yeah. I, I remember not really loving it. No, it's not good. It's hard to get through, right? Uh, not good. It's about a, a very uh, large, uh, sleazy lawyer. It's basically the whale. Well, sort of. Uh, picture picture that. He's not that big, but he's a, he's a large fella. He accidentally runs over uh, a uh, Romani woman um, oh, for, right. for reasons he's distracted while driving for reasons I don't want to get into. You'll, you can look into it. Um, and uh, the woman's father puts a, a big stinky curse on him uh, and causes him to uh, lose weight rapidly. So it's all about him trying Which to find a way. Which at first is lovely, right? Sure. I mean, at first he's like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm down to 200 whatever pounds. And I was like, yeah, man, you know, you stick with it. You'll, you'll, you'll get healthier. You'll look better. You'll feel better. But no, it keeps going. He starts wasting away, and he has to figure out a way to get that curse off of him and put it on somebody else. So, boy, does this thing take some turns. This is bad movie night quality. Is it that level? It is, because it's hilarious. It's insane. It takes a fresh, new, crazy plot twist uh, about every 20 minutes. It's got some ridiculous makeup. Can I Um, interject really uh quick and tell you something just really fast? Please. So, last week's... Mm, bad movie night was my father the hero and it got a standing o did it i watched, it got a standing o i i i watched about 30 minutes of it and then i was like i'm done you i, I had to out tap out a standing um, o i mean it was a sarcastic standing o but I, people really hung in there i thought we were going to lose most of the audience and we did not anyway well, sorry for back, to, back to thinner well i don't have too much more to say other than it's just completely bonkers and bad and so watchable um and um, it's from the director Tom Holland, who did Fright Night and Child's Play. Okay, so he so he knows a little tongue in cheek. He knows from campy horror, and this is, I think, the the tongue is planted firmly in cheek uh, with this. It's still not a successful movie. Um, you've got a Stephen King cameo because he can't. Got to do it. He got He's got a mug. He's like a, he's like Quentin. He's, he's got to mug it up. Um, what a what a fun time. And um I will say that I started, I have not finished yet, but I started Silver Bullet and I really Love like Silver it. Bullet so far. Yes. I'm having a great time yes. with that. Uh young Everett McGill. I've read Cycle of the Werewolf, And one of the Corys. The, the the novella, so I, I know where it's headed. It's the Ham. Corey Haim. The Hamster. Uh and then of course uh Sir Gary Busey just as a drunken lout of a 
kind-hearted uncle, which is so, so much fun. Busey gonna Busey. So really enjoying Silver Bullet. Haven't finished it yet, though. Got about an, uh, 45 minutes left in that, and I'm cool. going to try to finish it tonight. It's a f- I think that's a really fun one. Great season for it. So. Yeah, I'm having a good time with it. It's, it's a lot of fun. And it, it's just, you know, these are two King adaptations that I just never saw for whatever reason. So. Probably do a werewolf fest at some point. God, don't that be fun? tempt me with a good time. What would that, we would have American Werewolf in London. Uh, the Howling, Silver Bullet. What else? Ginger Snaps. Can we do Ginger yeah. Snaps? I love Ginger so Snaps. So many good um, podcasts at SidewalkFest.com. Let us know what your favorite werewolf film is. I mean, it's got to be one of those four. Mm-hmm. The Wolfman. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Could be Twilight. You never know. Uh. Well, thank you so much for listening. We're your own personal cinematic. I'm back to it. Yay. And Tony Saxon. Are you ready for this? No. So Tony Saxon is a project manager, caretaker, and 24-hour security for Kanye West's Malibu home. And turns out TMZ broke the news today. Saxon is suing Yay. Saxon claims Uh he's been working 16-hour days, sleeping on the floor, while coordinating Kanye's remodel. And went on to say, and this is in the affidavit, that he started questioning Ye when he began demanding that he remove all the windows in the home as well as the electricity. Oh, my Lord. And after that questioning, Ye just started moving generators into the house. Saxon told him that that would be indeed a fire hazard to please stop doing that, especially yep, since yep. he's the one there all day and all night. Uh-huh. It got heated, and as one, I think, does with Ye. And Saxon claims that Kanye threatened him, saying he would now be considered, quote-unquote, an enemy if he didn't comply with the demands. Saxon said, I'm just not going to do it, dude. Kanye replied, get the hell out, and if you don't do what I say, you're not going to work for me, I'm not going to be your friend anymore, and you'll just have to see me on TV. Saxon then replied, which I think was a sick burn, I don't watch TV. (laughs) That is a that is a sick burn. And Ye said you're fired. Wow. So what are you gonna do? Ye this time, you Saxon, what's gonna go on? I mean, one of these fellows <laughs> is clearly in the wrong, pretty much up and down. I guess I'll I'll take I'll I'll be Ye because at least yeah, I'm why not? you know. So here's the thing. Brad, I gotta get you way on this a little bit. What's that? No windows, dude. Like, what's going... Just, that's just, insanity. Somebody's got to go get this guy, right? Yeah. Like, that's next. Something... What's going on? Like, I can think of a million things. Like, even if you said no electricity, I'm like, oh, that's weird. That's really weird. What are you doing? But maybe there's some kind of religious shit happening, mm-hmm. right? But no windows. No windows. Mm-mm. What is going down? Mm-mm. So, anyway... Sounds um, like a very stable person. I don't think things are going to end well, do you? I think things no. are not ending. No, I don't think. No. Yeah. no. This is going to be a cautionary tale, and we're going to look back in years and be like, how didn't we see the signs? Right, right, exactly. Just like with Britney, we, everything was right there in the song Lucky. Just go listen to Lucky. It was, it's all right there. It's all spelled out for us. That's true. Thank you for listening to the Side Talks podcast. Thank you, Brad. Thanks to Batwell Studios. You're welcome. She's so lucky. She's a star. But she, she cries, 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 cries in, in her, her lonely heart. heart. I, I don't remember the, the <laughs> precise words of the next. <laughs>
Uh, if there's so, if there's nothing missing in my life, then why do these tears come at night? Sidewalkfest.com or at SidewalkFilm on social media. We're going to go knock, now. knock, knocks on the door. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.